welcome to Security on the Bayou. I'm your host, Chris Adkins. A recap of today's security news and why it matters to you. All right, welcome back. Uh, Security on the Bayou, it is Monday, January 27th, 2020. Uh, Got a few stories today we're gonna talk about. First, let's uh, let's kill the music. Thank you. Uh, next, uh, the very fir- the first one. It's uh, from Graham Cooley. Microsoft's Internet Explorer zero day working around, workaround is breaking printers. So uh, last week or earlier this month, actually, um, Microsoft released a a workaround for a CVE 2020-0674. Um, in it's a security advisory. Essentially, it's a way to uh, restrict the access to a DLL file. Um, I'm not sure. I would have to do some research to figure out what exactly the DLL file is for. But essentially, one of the side effects of this is that it makes your printer stop working. So there is a zero day, but there's limited, um, limited visibility of it in the wild. It doesn't look like anybody's currently exploiting it. Although, as, as we know, that'll change very quickly. Um, so you can either, at the end of the day, you can either have working printers or you can have an open zero day. So it's up to you. Um, I would ask, why are you printing so much if this is affecting you that much? Um, so uh, there's that one from Graham Cluley. Next, also from Graham Cluley, and he's got, some, he's got two today. This is a record for him. Um, hackers hit firms with ransomware by exploiting Shitrix flaw. So here it is. It's starting to happen. Uh, you know, as you, uh, if you keep up with the news at all, Shitrix um, was released, uh, was it last week? Last weekend, I think, is when all the POC started coming out and all the different code and exploit. Essentially, there's a, um, there's a vulnerability in some Citrix appliances. Um, and what we saw started to happen is that there was actually uh, good guys and bad guys going in and patching and using the workarounds for these Citrix uh, appliances. Um, you know, some folks were dropping in other back doors while securing the, uh, the flaw that, or the vulnerability they use to get in. Um, well, now we're starting to finally see uh, bad guys start to use it for ransomware. Um, it was inevitable. I mean, it's going to happen, right? Um, you know, they're, they're going to do it. Ransomware is the flavor of the day. People pay it, you know, so why wouldn't you do it? If, if I was in that position, I would do the same thing. Um, one of the interesting things he points out here is that obviously Citrix, a lot of remote work is done via Citrix. Um, apparently they had some issues um, the Dutch had some issues with this. They ended up having to bring a bunch of people in because they couldn't get in. Uh, with this. So I guess they work strictly out of Citrix. So um, there is some free tools out there uh, that was developed by Citrix and FireEye, of all people, um, to, uh, to help uh, detect IOCs of uh, this. It's not going to do any patching. It's not necessarily going to protect you. It's more, more or less a warning. Um, so if you haven't, uh, used that tool or done some of the workarounds that Citrix has um, uh, suggested and need to go off and do that or just get rid of Citrix altogether. It's up to you. All right, uh, and so speaking of ransomware, uh, the cost for ransomware to recover from a ransomware event doubled in the last quarter of 2019. So that they estimate that the average recovery cost was right around 41 grand. That has doubled all the way up to $84,000, which is, and it's, as we talked, just talked about, it's going to keep going. People are going to keep ex, uh, exploiting these things, these vulnerabilities and putting ransomware because they're getting money. It's, it's just that, it's that plain and simple. They're after one thing, it's the money. Although, as they do point out in this article, I'm sorry, this is on Forbes. This is written by Lee Matthews, this is a good one. 
um, as he pointed out in this article, we're starting to see more and more of these folks um, just take the data and threaten to release it if you don't pay the ransom. So it's a little, you know, this sort of a standard tactic that's been used forever, right? That's been normal. Now the ransomware guys have started to pile that on too. Although only a few have actually done it, um, I think we'll start to see more and more and more of that. Um, I think it's simply because they're making enough money with the ransom, enough people are paying it that they can afford to let a few of them go and drop that data to scare, you know, put the fear of God in them. Um, you know, and one of the things that, as soon as I saw this, um, I was saying, well, how do you, you know, how do you protect yourself? You think about the small companies out there. And, you know, one of the things he, um, right here at the very end of the article, I'll read it to you, he says, instead, strengthen your defenses, invest in capable firewall hardware and reputable anti-malware software, train your staff to spot suspicious emails, ensure that you have reliable data backup system in place. Those are 100% all true. Those are 100% all things you should be doing. But I look at the smaller companies in the world that have like one or two people um, and, you know, they struggle to keep up with that alone, which is tough, you know, and that's part of the deal, right? Is that that's the reality of the way it is. So I would also, I would add on to here too, that if, if you're in a, um, a director position or IT director, security director, CISO, CSO, any of those sort of, you know, responsible for this sort of item, if you're not exploring some form of cyber liability insurance to cover your ass, I think you're going to be in trouble. Big. I mean, it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's um, it's like driving your car without insurance. Why would you do it? You know, the the premiums and principal, the premiums are low. You that's something you should be doing on a daily basis. Um, is if you're not, uh, if you don't already have that, you should be buying that. I mean, go talk to your risk managers. I'm sure if if you go talk to any nearly any other uh, leader in your company, I bet you they have some form of liability insurance to cover them for something. And all of those companies will sell you cyber liability. Um, you, should be, uh, you should be exploring that. You should have that on your books. It should be something you should be doing. Add that to your tool belt. That's just CYA all day long. You don't want to be the guy that gets, that gets ransomware and then doesn't have a way to pay for it, right? Don't be that person. All right, now I'm going to get off my high horse for the day. I'm sure that'll come up again. All right, folks, back at it. First podcast in quite a while. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. I'll get better as we go. I'll get better again. Trust me, I will. Uh, we'll get there. All right, everybody have a wonderful Monday. Uh, we'll talk again tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can also visit us on Twitter at Sec on the Bayou, on Instagram at Sec on the Bayou, and on Facebook, guess where? At Sec on the Bayou. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Security on the Bayou. Guess what else? You can find us on the internet at secontheBayou.com.